0: Hi, I'm Allison and I'm Taylor and we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition and mental health.
1: Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health.
0: We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind.
1: Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Allison Sepinara. And we are so excited to be back this week. Um feels like my family is going through the trenches of life lately if y'all didn't know my my brother had emergency gallbladder removal surgery all as well if you were keeping up with stories and wondering how that was going all as well like i was telling Allison all that really matters at the end of the day is that you're okay and you make it through things and i think that's that's the thing about hard things in life right like it sucks in the midst of it, but at the end of the day, it's like we made it through and we're so much stronger because of it. And all that matters is we're okay. So yeah, very thankful for that. And yeah. You had Austin, a- how have you been? <laughs> you-
0: I've been, I've actually been doing well. Um, You had quite the last couple months, I would say, um, <laughs> health wise. And I'm so glad your brother's doing okay. Um, But no, I've, I've been. I've been hanging in there. I've been feeling pretty good, which is the weather's been great in Philly. Um, I've had a little bit of health anxiety stuff lately with um, just like not really feeling my best, not sleeping great. Um, and I swear my apartment where I live has like mold. I'm just Oof. like freaking out now. That's my anxiety when I wake up and I'm like, does my apartment have mold? Because my friend Get someone out there. No, I know. And my one friend had all this mold in her house, and they had to move out for like yeah. three weeks so they could redo oh, yeah. everything. And it was so expensive. And Not now everything's apartment, though,
1: it's the well, apartment's fault. No,
0: I know, I know. But do you know what? Do you know what they would have to do? I would literally have to leave. Yeah, yeah, you would have to leave. But, for, but um, I don't even know how much because it's attached to so many things. But. I, yeah, I would have to like ask my landlord and stuff about that. So I'm thinking about it because if you guys don't know, like, I don't know, don't go down the rabbit hole like I did because I just been researching mold and all the stuff that can happen. And I'm like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, maybe this is why, because it's, mold, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) that's not what today is about, but that's (laughs) where my anxiety has been lately is mold in my apartment.
1: Yeah, so I've been- I feel I feel this happens to a lot of people Especially with social media And like TikTok and stuff You'll see like one girl be like We ended up finding out that there was black mold in our house And it was the cause of all my symptoms And blah 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 And, like, and then you go down that rabbit Because it's something you can't see Like someone would have to come see So you're like yeah. oh it's mold for sure
0: Yeah well and thank god I have like an air purifier That um, air doc yeah. is amazing mm-hmm. And I do you know at least keep my door, my windows open as much as possible. Not like that really helps. But anyway, so other than that, things have been, <laughs> been going pretty well. I actually am excited. One thing I wanted to share with all you guys, um, I just hired a graphic designer to completely kind of, I'm not like rebranding at all, but um, helping with create a whole website for the anxiety healer. Mm. and which is going to come in 2024 and it's going to include all podcast information online courses my private practice my book my next book that's coming out um and she's going to actually really help with the anxiety chicks instagram and even my instagram and content creation and all that stuff and so i'm so excited that's like one thing that i'm going to be rolling out so stay tuned for that you guys follow me um you'll learn more about all the fun stuff that you'll be able to get once the anxiety comes out. Cause right now all I have is Alison which is my private practice website. So if anyone's looking for uh, therapy in Pennsylvania, um, you can go to dot and reach out to me and I can get you kind of scheduled in for therapy, but for my coaching services and all of that, I will have the anxiety healer.com soon. So I'm so excited. Um, so that's just something that's happened recently. That's made me feel alive again. You know,
1: you got to have those moments. You got to have those good, good little shares on top of the bad shares. So totally. I love that.
0: But I well, have still been doing, I have still been doing getting to the topic. My, um, my, you know, behaviors that I secretly do alone. When I'm anxious, I Mm -hmm. still still uh, continuously have have them, Um, which I will let's like get into because I feel like there's so many different types of behaviors that people have that they kind of do. I, I don't even know if it would be like I'm keeping it a secret because I talk about it with people, but it's just stuff that I feel more comfortable
1: when I'm alone doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So today's topic, guys, is things people with anxiety secretly do alone. And I think we mean like secretly do alone, like not like, oh, I'm hiding this from anybody, but like kind of maybe like you don't want people to see like your inner thoughts or like you feel like crazy for thinking the way you do. Like, But in reality, I'm sure we're going to bring up a lot of these and you're going to sit back and be like, oh, I do that too. Oh, I do that too. Because it's like, it's kind anxiety is pretty universal. We kind of we think we all have these like unique individual feelings and thoughts. But when we come together and we talk about anxiety, we're like, oh, I feel and experience that as well because mm-hmm. anxiety really isn't it really isn't that unique it really isn't you get to you get a group of eight people together that have anxiety and i'm sure you're going to have a lot of the same thoughts and feelings and let's just get into those things that people secretly with anxiety secretly do alone do you want to start with the first one that you have well, maybe done or experienced yeah
0: yeah because i i feel like this is so um when I had posted this on my page, I got so much feedback of people saying they do the same thing. So the one biggest thing that I do, again, not like a huge secret, but it used to be when I was more like ashamed of my anxiety. Now it's just I'm not ashamed of it. I kind of embrace it. And I I really love myself, even though it's a part of me, um, is I rewatch the same shows all the time because they're like comfort shows to me. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will. Um, I used to feel like bad about like binging things. I don't do it. Like I know when I'm I I know when it's might be a concern for me when I am getting to a point of isolating myself and withdrawing. I really make sure not to kind of get to that point anymore. Um, but I We'll kind of just rewatch and rewatch The Office or, like, Shit's Creek. Um, Bridesmaids is, like, one of my happy movies. I'll just, like, put that on anytime I'm really feeling nervous. Another thing I do while I'm doing this is I'll order, like, a bunch of food. And, like, it's usually unhealthy. Um, like, I'll order pizza and – or, like, I'll order something yummy for myself. Um, and – just kind of like sit now the food thing is a little bit something I'm still struggling with that I talk about with my therapist is I have a little bit of a disordered eating um, concern and I've had it since I was little so Mm -hmm. uh, you know the the food and the still try and eat healthy but that could be maybe a slippery slope for some people so I don't know that's more of something I keep secret still well I guess it's not really anymore since I'm talking about it which is good I you know I've I want to be able to talk about it because and acknowledge that that is something that I still struggle with. Um, like, but do there's some shame. Sometimes, yeah. Like after I eat, after I eat certain things, like especially mm-hmm. in those moments where I'm talking about like watching these comfort shows, and I'm really having a bad day, or if I've been having a bad couple of weeks, and. That brings me comfort. Um I mm-hmm. think being from like an Italian- American family, um, food was always pushed on me as comfort. Yeah. so uh, my mom always pushed that on me. like food is love, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it, you know, food's amazing if you have a healthy relationship with it, right? It can be um, it's it's so, you know, food is medicine. But when it comes to certain foods and, you know, um, just eating, in a different, if eating in a different way. Now I've never been diagnosed with binge eating disorder or any kind of anxiety um, eating disorders or anything like that. So of course, if you feel like you wanna get the proper treatment for that, if, if that's mm-hmm. something that's a concern. But for me, I you know I still kind of connect that in my head. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of shame in that. So that's more of maybe a thing that I would do in secret is the food thing. Mm-hmm. Um, while I watch these shows, not as much anymore, like i I've in the past now now, if I do do that, it's kind of like sometimes I'll even do it with a friend, um mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go out to eat and I'll get like a salad, and then like something yummy, but I have actually a better relationship with it now, but I think that's when when you think about real secret with this whole you know things that people do alone. I, you know, being able to distinguish the difference, I guess, between is it shame based? You know, is the, is the behaviors you're doing or, or is there shame behind it? Or are you kind of like, this is just comfortable and this makes me feel calmer, right? Mm-hmm. Without the shame. So I think, I think that's a hard thing to kind of grasp when with this topic is what is, what is the shame? Is there shame connected to it? Um, so. Those are just two of the things I can think of for myself Mm -hmm. that I've done.
1: Um, What about about you? Yeah. So it was funny because I was like sitting here and thinking, and one I can think of is imagining future events and trying to figure out any surprises that may not go according to plan and creating a plan. So for me, that would be like, uh, a group of us are planning to go somewhere or say we're planning to go to a trip. And like while everybody's talking, almost like researching, will there be a hospital nearby? Like Googling, like wh- uh. what will I do if something happens? And like almost like creating – that's like – to me, it's like a safety behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I find myself doing that a lot. Like even recently, a, a f- group of friends and I were talking about like going on this trip. And I, I remember I like – it's like a compulsive thing like i just like looked mm-hmm. up like oh are there hospitals nearby and like was like on google maps and i feel like i'm not gonna tell them i'm doing that but that is something like i secretly do still and uh oh, yeah, totally it's, just, it's it's kind of like having a plan in place like oh if something if everything was to hit the fan like i have, i know that like i'm right here and this is here and i don't know safety behavior well, for sure That actually reminds me
0: too of another one that I do that's a safety behavior, which I'm sure everyone's going to think to themselves when I say this, me too, is go to Dr. Google right when you are feeling some health thing or anyone that has health anxiety. Um, Dr. Google is definitely something I do like in my apartment by myself, most at like maybe like three in the morning when I'm awake. Um, It's interesting. I, I really don't necessarily do that as much. I feel like I have maybe when I was talking about something I was scared about with my mom or my sister and I'll be like, okay. And, and most of the time they're like, stop it. Do not go on Google. I think that's why when I'm around people and I talk about it, they're like, no, what are you doing? Stop. And, and I think to myself, okay, you're right. No, I'm not doing it. But I'm by myself. Oh my goodness. It takes. I've been doing better with that as well. That's something I work on so closely with all my clients too. Is is thinking that safety behavior, what kinds of replacement behaviors can you think of instead of doing that right away? What can and it actually really is helpful to think of. Okay, let's. It, you have to consciously really say to yourself, "No, do not do that right now," and then have some replacement healthy behaviors or things. But that just reminded me of that.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think it's like when you were talking about the shame thing, it's definitely like shame is in the background of like why you don't share what you're doing. And like if my husband were to look at my phone and like see what I was doing, I would, I would like pull really fast. <laughs> like, oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> delete.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Right. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if the feeling would be shame for me. I think it would. Would it be shame? Because do I want... Embarrassment, yeah, maybe. or maybe like,
1: embarrassed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of just like, I was okay, like, "Oh, Allison know. being Allison being crazy. Like, it's her anxiety. Yeah, it's her anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're gonna be fine. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like totally obviously, like the people I'm around don't do that. So it's like, oh, it sucks. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So what else are there? So this isn't something I usually talk too much about, mostly because it's something I'm pretty embarrassed by, which gives me a whole lot of anxiety. But I sweat and I sweat a lot and I could be sitting around and it could be really cold and I'm sweating. And when I sweat, I smell and it's really not pretty. And honestly, when I sweat and I smell, it's not really just under my arms. There's also other places, private places that that smell. And the reason I wanted to tell you guys about this, I know it might be a little bit TMI, but honestly, I just found the most amazing whole body deodorant. It's called Lumi. And I needed to tell you a little bit about Lumi. Because the formula is clinically proven to control odor-causing bacteria everywhere. And the deodorant that I used, which was this toasted coconut scent, oh my gosh, it felt like I was at the beach. And again, this is not just deodorant for your underarms. We're talking about deodorant for your under boobs, your thigh folds, your belly buttons, your vigine, your butt crack even, and your feet. I mean, all places on your body that just sometimes do not have a nice scent. I mean, am I right? Now, the reason why I know this whole body deodorant is legit is because it was created by an OBGYN, and her name is Dr. Shannon Klingman, and she's an amazing vagina doctor. I call them vagina doctors. (laughs) That's what I call my OBGYN, because... They work with so many women, and especially Dr. Shannon. She's worked with so many women who were concerned with their odor below the belt. And she actually discovered that the odor wasn't really from the vagine itself, but from the bacteria that's on the skin. So she actually decided to create Lumi and the whole body deodorant, not just for the underarms. So Lumi is a pH-optimized, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant that is clinically proven to block odor all day and for up to 72 hours and is completely safe to use down under, which was so important for me. So Lumi even makes these deodorant wipes, not just, you know, the, the stick of deodorants, what they do have too, but they make these deodorant wipes that are totally safe to use in any part of your body. Um, I love the cool cucumber scent. It's just very refreshing. But why I love these wipes so much is because on busy days when I go to the gym, sometimes I either am running really late, I pick up my niece from dance once a week and I am doing so much different content related work, everything. Um, and I realize when I'm late, I usually bring my stuff to shower at the gym and I just can't. I just don't have time to shower. I know you've all been there. Don't judge me. But I want to at least feel clean I want something to kind of just make me feel fresh if I can't actually take a shower. So these wipes, I put them, I use them under my arms. I use them down in my vagine. I honestly like wipe my whole body with these wipes and they're whole body deodorant wipes and they are incredible. I mean, I put them on my boobs. I'm basically taking a shower with these wipes to be honest Um, and and listen, it they're just so incredible and I mean, I will shower when I get home. But these Lumi wipes have been a lifesaver, and the cool cucumber scent is my favorite. And if you don't believe me, just check out all the five-star reviews that they have. I think
1: there's over like 150,000 or something. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code ANXIETYCHICKS at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% of your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code ANXIETYCHICKS. Just a reminder, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code ANXIETYCHICKS at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your Lumi starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code ANXIETYCHICKS. Raise your hand if any of this sounds like you. You obsessively follow that super credible health expert on TikTok. You take all the latest supplements your almond mom recommends, even the ones that don't taste so great going down. You embrace the latest diet craze that your best friend swears by, whether it's no carbs, all the carbs, or only carbs that grow on trees. You follow your coworker's nine step skincare routine plus an eight step hair grooming routine every single night religiously. You listen to all these health obsessed folks, but when was the last time you went to an actual good doctor? Like in real life with the medical. Experience and a stethoscope. If you have to think about it, it's time to head to ZocDoc. There are thousands of top rated doctors on ZocDoc. They're all listed with verified patient reviews so you can find and book a doctor who not only has years of experience and an actual medical degree, but also gets you. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Once you find the, the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Go to
0: ZocDoc.com slash anxietychicks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoc dot com slash anxiety chicks. com slash anxiety chicks.
1: Any more that you have or that people have uh, talked ooh, about? Ooh. Something I used to do would be like uh when my health anxiety was super bad, like checking vitals without people knowing, like cause my parents or like family would be like done with me. And so having like I would like hide like a pulse ox like on my finger like cross my arms and it would be on my finger and they had no idea or like my apple watch like having my heart rate going and like oh, no one yeah. knows so like th- those are like definitely like behaviors i wasn't sharing but like for me it was a safety behavior mm-hmm. yeah and that and shame and embarrassment of people knowing for sure oh my gosh totally i there's a
0: couple things too that um make it really hard some of some of the tools in my toolkit that I have, um, like certain strategies and stuff that that I feel a little bit more embarrassed doing when I'm in public, um, that I feel like I can I can do at home. So there's a couple breathing techniques that I feel like if I did them in public, I people would look at me and think, "What are you doing?" Um, have you ever heard of lion's breath? Yeah. <laughs> so, right? So and I love it. I literally do it throughout the day when I'm home. And so if mm-hmm. you guys could see me, if you guys could see us, um, basically you put your hands out in like a T, like a gold post, You put your arms out like that and you take a deep breath in through your nose and then you stick your tongue out and you breathe like a lion.
1: Like Yeah, Allison, <laughs> if if I saw you doing that in public, I would be so <laughs> Right? Like... But it's so
0: calming and like just releasing lion's breath. You guys, you have to try it. Um, I've read I about maybe it that. Maybe that.
1: Maybe that is okay to just do at home. <laughs> 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 maybe that. Maybe that's one that's like it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Honestly, don't do you know when I it. no? Do you know when I do do it though?
0: Is in a bunch of yoga classes that I'm in. It's like yeah. so normal. We all do it in our yoga classes, but. Something like that, of course, I wouldn't do maybe, you know, out in front of, you know, at a, at a work meeting, but mm-hmm. there's still a way to actually do that kind of breathing without having to raise your arms and stuff. You could still do uh, like, like uh, still do something where you kind of like open your mouth and take a deep breath out where it's like, you know, like a hat instead of like, you know, I, I mean... But it's, but there, but that's just like a, a really concrete example. I mean, even like little things that I would feel embarrassed about doing, some other breathing exercises, sometimes I f- would feel embarrassed about. Um, mm-hmm. or you know, there's progressive muscle relaxation is actually something that. Most people can't detect that I do, which is amazing. This PMR, Mm -hmm. you can't really detect it, which is why I love it. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, sometimes I feel like people can see me doing it, but I know that they can't. Um, Mm. So that's actually a really good one, too.
1: Um,
0: Anyway, what else? That's all I, that's just something I was thinking about.
1: Another one would be just like, maybe in a group or just like when you get home or something i don't know if you've ever done this but i actually just did this recently speaking of is like replaying events or maybe like social situations in your head and like changing them or correcting them of like what you should have said better or done better i did this the other night and i was like why are we why are we thinking that like i remembered i got home and like i had uh went to like a social like not a social thing but like we went, uh, it was like a pickleball group. And then we went to dinner and I got home and I like replayed like a social, like one of the conversations in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, was I too loud? And then I was like, oh no, I was probably annoying. And then I was like, well, what what can I do next time to not be so annoying? And it's like, one, no one, no one said I was annoying. Two, everybody was like talking to me. There was no like signs of like, you know what I mean? It's just like this weird intrusive and then just like replaying the conversation and thoughts and like, yeah, changing them.
0: Yeah. It's your it's the um the inner critic comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. When you kind of replay scenarios do you in do your that? head and totally. Oh my gosh, yes. Not as much as I used to. Um, because I've really done a lot of work on myself and loving who I am and mm-hmm. and knowing that even if I felt like I could have said something differently that I can't change it and Mm -hmm. that I didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes it makes you feel like you did something wrong and I don't believe that anymore. You know, I am who I am. Um, I never have ill intent for anything. So, um, sometimes I, when I do it more now, it has to do with less about friends and more when I'm on a date with a guy. Yeah. Or when I'm, Dating someone—that's yeah. when I'm usually in my head about that stuff now. Um, mm. So that's something I'm working on more. That insecurity, <laughs> not really much about friends and family and stuff, though. Yeah, um, but definitely the rumination. I think that that's something that that people will do. Alone and not – that could be something that people keep more of a secret, I feel like, is just the ruminating thoughts and just Mm -hmm. the spirals and stuff. It can – I mean, for I remember thinking to myself, why would anyone want to even hear what's going on in my head? Because I feel crazy. And Mm -hmm. why would I ever want to share this spiral with someone, right? I'm going to keep that more of a secret right now because – it, I feel and I, I hate the word crazy I never use it really with in any context with mental health because I think it brings us back to a place in history where um, it was it's an insult because <laughs> you're struggling with your mental health as an insult and back in in history back in time um, and that's just not what I think and that's not what anyone should think mm-hmm. Um but unfortunately, that stigma still exists. We're trying to get rid of it. So I'm going to refrain, try and refrain from saying that word. Um, but I did feel just unstable a lot of times when I would ruminate and didn't want to really share that with anyone because I really just was embarrassed. I think that is a good a good feeling word to use with this is just feeling embarrassed and feeling ashamed. I mean, maybe that's kind of like the lesson to all this today is you know what is it about these behaviors that you do alone secretly what is it about that right what's behind that and i think it is feeling of embarrassment and shame you know
1: i think it also like kind of shows where you're at with your anxiety like what level of uh healing you're at with it because like are you comfortable enough to tell people around you like those thoughts and if you're not it's like well why <laughs> Like you should be with your closest people in your life. You should be able to share all those thoughts we just said. Yeah. Everything we just talked about, you should 100% be able to talk about those things. Even though you do them secretly, you should be able to tell someone you do those things in your life. And if you're not able to do that, it's like, are you honest with yourself about your anxiety? Are you honest with the people around you about your own anxiety? Because I think that keeps you back from healing.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, you want to think to yourself, why why am I keeping these things a secret or why am I doing this alone? Mm -hmm. Right. Why why am I why do I feel like I'm withdrawing from people and and feeling like I, you know, maybe it's because you feel like a burden. That's a huge, huge piece of anxiety Mm -hmm. connected um, that that's connected to feeling like a burden. And so you don't feel like anyone deserves to hear certain things that you're going through, right? Or what's happening, which is completely false. Because if you think about the people in your life and that love you unconditionally, they don't want to see you hurting. They want to be there for you. You know what? You know what I mean? But unfortunately, not all of us have safe people in our lives. So that that could be a huge barrier to this. But that doesn't yeah. mean that you can't get support from a professional. So I agree. Yeah, I don't know. And I think that there's just a lot of um, there's a just just our stigma still out there as much as we keep talking about mental health, me and you. Right. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm on the platforms and everyone there's so many so much more information on TikTok and Instagram and social media now about mental health, mm-hmm. you know. It's awesome that there's information, but there's still kind of a stigma. And I think that's a huge piece of people doing things, you know, trying to handle things on their own.
1: I agree. Right? Absolutely. I think that's what keeps people silent but I think once you realize you can like you can talk about it you can say these things no one will think you're crazy it's it's completely normal with anxiety to feel these ways to do these things to have these behaviors the more you like understand that you're going to feel such a relief like just being able to talk about it like it's such a it's such a physical relief just expressing your feelings and just saying it out loud like I am feeling this way I am doing these things and I feel scared and just yeah. having that safe person or safe people around you being like it's okay, like you can get through this, and you will be okay mm-hmm. yeah, such a relief,
0: totally, and that actually brings me to my healing tip of the week, and I want to bring this back. Um, some people have been requesting it if you guys have been if you guys have been listening to us since the beginning. Um, I used to do a healing tip of the week and I don't know what happened. It kind of just like dropped off. So I'm I'm bringing this back and um, I really want, here's my tip. Okay. I really want you to try and challenge yourself to be open to the process of finding a support system. So, Maybe if, if, it's, if you don't feel like you have any of those safe people in your life, what can you do to create a support system for yourself? Because whatever age you are, there's always a way to create a support system. Um, you know, if you have, if you have um, a belief in a certain faith, right? There's amazing communities for all different faiths. Right, and community churches and temples and anything, right? Like with faith based stuff. If you don't really have a, any faith, totally fine, your prerogative. But there's other communities too that you're able to get some support, whether it's a yoga community or um, there's something called meetup.com, which is something I've used so much in finding. New support systems in my life. I've found, and I'm 43. I found new friends this past year who I feel like I've known my whole life that are better friends than people I've known for 20 years. They're amazing women. Um, you know, I said yoga, but like going on like a retreat or something. You know, all this stuff might seem out of your comfort zone, but that's going to be the healing tip of the week. Mm-hmm. This is the challenge: get out of your comfort zone. Um, recognize. Recognize that if you're withdrawing, right, and you're doing these behaviors, that support is going to be really, really helpful. Again, it's not about depending on this support to cure you or heal you, right? Like, oh my gosh, I need this person right now. No, it's just about creating the support system as part of your toolkit. And maybe that means if you do have safe people and you haven't, everyone's so scared of the telephone. Oh my gosh, don't call me. I don't know what's going on. You know what? Take that out of your mind and call someone this week. Okay, call a friend. Talk to someone on the phone. Ask to FaceTime if you want. Call them and just say, hey, I just wanted to say, see how you were doing. I'm kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed this week. Can you talk for like 10 minutes? Literally talk to someone. Okay, that's my tip. Pick up the phone, not to read and scroll. Okay, actually pick up the phone and call someone.
1: I love that. That's a good healing been tip, <laughs> Allison.
0: Thank you. I'm like, you have anything to answer that. <laughs> that? No, top that. Okay. Um. Good. Well, so good. I'm going to bring that back. And I want to hear from you all if you've really taken this tip and how it's been for you, because it can feel outside your comfort zone. But I'm telling you, the healing happens outside your comfort zone.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Awesome. So uh,
0: thank you guys for joining us this week. We, we, we will, oh my gosh, I can talk. We will be back next week. Please like and subscribe and follow us. Leave us a review. We would love it. Let us know what you guys want to hear and we'll be back next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old.